Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Las Vegas, a place that is associated with not only great entertainment, but great museums. Today's show features both. First, you'll meet Kent Foote, who discovered his musical abilities early in life and performs all over Las Vegas today. Later, you'll visit one of the finest and most unique museums you will ever see, the Neon Museum. As usual, you'll hear from our regulars. Eddie Osterlin, America's first master sommelier, discusses why champagne is not only for special occasions. On Luxury Living Vegas style, Katie Madrano of Flipping Vegas talks about the way you can make an offer stand out, and not just with a low price. Brett Maley of Pawn Stars is back with his Vegas Art Minute. Today, Brett talks about correctly budgeting for your next art purchase. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discusses the fact that patience is required when opening a new show in Vegas. Hi, everybody. We're so glad to be here. Do you know we're glad to be anywhere? You ready? Have you ever had one of those dreams, you know, where you go like to a baseball game and suddenly the starting pitcher gets hurt and they go, gee, is there somebody from the stands that can come in and they go right on the field and you become a superstar? Well, we have one of those wonderful stories today. We have Kent Foote. He is the leader of the band, the Vegas Goodfellas, which is a lot of fun. We're going to tell you all about that. They play over at the Rampart, among other places. But he had this very experience a little later in his career. And we're going to tell you he had a long and varied career. But Kent, that actually happened to you, right, where they, you asked them to play a song. And they said, well, if you sing it, we'll play it. And then all of a sudden they said, hey – Let's keep this going. Kind of tell us about what happened there. Uh, it was one night we decided to go to Ferraro's restaurant when it was on Jones. And a gentleman by the name of Paul Stevenson was playing the piano. And we'd been in there several times. And uh, I was with another partner in a development company. And I walked up and put a tip in the tip jar and asked him if he would play Come Fly with me. And he said, if you'll sing it, I'll play it. I don't know all the words. <laughs> so I got up and did the song with him, and uh, he asked me to stay and play another couple songs with him, and it just started from there. That's amazing. You know? And that's a tough one, too, because that, so Sinatra has, such, has put such a trademark on that song. you got to really uh, sell it to, to make that work. Well, Sinatra was the best. He <laughs> told a story with every song. Your mom kind of knew at the age of five she gets you in to, uh, you know, starts you with piano lessons. You end up going to a conservatory. And I guess you were a natural because they, they so I understand that they gave a test and you had to get a certain point, like 80% or something. And your talent level was at 98%. And this was really as a teenager, right? I was eight years old. Oh, my God. Really? So... Was it just something you just took to? I mean, was it something you had to work really hard at, or was it one of those things that you were just born to do? I just had a love for music, and I think a lot of it was just bred into me. You know, uh, 
there's a few musicians that came from my family, and I think that, you know, sometimes genetically it gets passed along. Well, that's nice, and uh, you did what most of us did when you got to uh, the coming of age. You got into rock and roll. What was it that kind of excited you about that? What, what, what? Well, I played in a symphonic orchestra for a number of years while I was with the conservatory, and I just had a love for rock and roll, and keyboards had come into fashion with the B3 organs and so forth, so being trained on the keys, it seemed like, an easy transition, and a friend of mine was in a rock and roll band, which, uh, you know, later I asked if I could try out and play keys, and they gave me an opportunity, and so it all started there. Wow, and this was a real group. Lest you think that uh, Kent was just playing in some local group, you were playing, as I understand, 5,000-seat arenas and that kind of thing? Uh, That's a big deal. At times, yeah. Wow. And was it just friends of yours, or how did you get into that group? Well, like I say, the drummer was a, he was actually my best friend, and I was playing drums in high school because I thought I'd get an easy grade in the band. <laughs> uh, when it started, I, uh, you know, like I said, the keyboards had come into fashion, and so I asked him, they didn't have a keyboard player, so I asked him if I could come over and try out. Uh, went over, we played Del Shannon's uh, Runaway, was the first tune we'd ever played. I'd only heard it the night before, laid down the solo, and they said, you're hired. Wow. <laughs> That's terrific. The group was called Body, Mind, and Soul, right? Yes. And you guys ended up opening for some big hitters. Uh, what, you had uh, the Beach Boys, the Birds, I mean, the Everly Brothers. These were big yeah, names. We actually went to a picnic with the Everly Brothers. They were great guys. Really? Had a bass player by the name of Joey Page. It was just so good and had so much personality. And, you know, by hanging out with those guys, did that kind of determine that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Honestly, we were so young and starstruck at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Beach Boys, that must have been something. I mean, that was a major group of the 1960s. They and, were. In and, 70s and 80s and what have you. And I was fortunate because I met the original Beach Boys with Dennis before he had passed away. Brian, they were all there. Did you have to actually see that movie that came out recently where they kind of talked about some of the... You always pictured them as a kid as they were a bunch of clean-cut kids in the days of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. They had kind of a different feel. But actually, uh, they went through quite some tough times. Well, they went through a lot. Yeah, I saw the movie as well. I think it's probably pretty accurate. Really? Do you see Brian Wilson as really that kind of genius? Because he was really portrayed, and I've heard that from a lot of people. They, they really feel that he No, truly we just met him for a few minutes, but uh, he seemed like a, just a regular nice guy. They all did. Dennis was the wild one. Really? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's and They were out on the town and so forth. So off stage, they were doing the same thing all the other rock stars were doing them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. And how about the birds? You know, the uh, I, th I find them interesting too because they always the, the con controversy over eight miles high. Was it a drug song? Wasn't it? And so forth. What were they, were they like? Those, those guys were pretty wild. I think that'll always be a controversy. But uh, I think the highlight of that was meeting David Crosby. And that's all different types of music. Did, did those interactions and the stuff you were playing at that time, even today, it seems like you do so many 
type, different types of music. Was that something that you kind of got used to that you didn't get into one particular, like folk rock or anything? You're kind of across the board? Yeah, we went across the board with the Rolling Stones and a lot of the Beatles, and which we still do. I mean, and I'm sure it's because of my roots. But uh, along with our original material, we, we would mix that in, you know, because it's really hard to go play a night of original material because nobody knows. Right. It. More with Kent Foote in just a few moments. Time now for The Wine World of Eddie O, featuring Eddie Osterlin, America's first master sommelier. A lot of people like champagne and sparkling wine, but they only do it for holidays. You say this is something you can do all the time. Well, think about it. You know, when do, when do people have champagne? Somebody's birthday? Sure. New Year's? Yep. You know, maybe a wedding? You know, special occasion is when they have champagne. So... Imagine this, it's Tuesday night, bing bong, doorbell rings, you show up with a sterling silver tray or a silver tray with some nice flutes of champagne, and you, your guests see you at the door with this tray of champagne, and they're kind of going like, wow, it's only Tuesday, it's just us, why that champagne? I mean, they're impressed because they identify champagne as a special occasion, and what you're saying is, yeah, you're special, so we're, we're gone with bubbles, and here's what you do. Because that works all the time, every time, and nobody does this, remember, the game here is called Power Entertaining. You want to do things to people that they're not used to seeing. So what do you need to do to have that happen? It's pretty simple. You pick your favorite sparkling wine. You know, champagne is the best by far, but whatever you can afford, you know, it could be cava from Spain, which is under $20, and you got the bottle sitting next to your orange juice and milk in your refrigerator. 365 days a year, it's there, it's cold, it's ready for that impulse, bang, you pull a cork, and everybody, everybody smiles. It's so simple, but it needs to be chilled in the refrigerator for you to pull that off. And of course, it's nice to have some nice glassware, but we'll talk about that later. Eddie O will be back next week with more tips on power entertaining and more ways to enjoy the wonderful world of wine. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience, so you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. More with Kent Foote in just a few moments. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines 
intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger-looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Some more mature folks recently joined a younger set to watch the perks of being a wallflower. In the following discussion, the elders judged it a worthy film that elicited fond, sometimes painful, often humorous memories of high school years. Those more age-appropriate to the film's young cast called it not worthy, but great. Rare insight into the reality of the high school experience. In fact, the best film ever on the subject. Based upon his well-regarded book of the same title, Stephen Chbosky opens with the reticence felt by most teenagers at the prospect of high school. Managing to avoid both cliché and sappiness, he creates a viperous pit of emotion and insecurity spiced with love and cruelty, clicks, drugs, and judgment, the familiar torturous tests that shape who we'll all become. Charlie is lucky when his first day hunt for lunchroom acceptance leads him to a pair of seniors who become his shepherds through the gauntlet. Outcasts themselves, they are wizened by years in country and have come to know the value of being different. After all, when high school is over, it's the artists, the geeks, and free thinkers who become the cool kids. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just pop some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Kent Foot, longtime Vegas entertainer that is the featured singer of the Vegas Goodfellas. I'll never dance with another. Ooh. 
there is a certain limitation to what you can do, right? Because people, I mean, I know even when big groups go out and they're trying to sell a new album, they can only do so much of that because people want to hear what they want to hear, what they're familiar with. It's That's very true. Uh, I don't know if you know or not, and you probably do, but the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were basically cover bands when they first started. They were doing Chuck Berry. They were doing, you know, all of those, and they started to infiltrate, and even Mick Jagger said if we're going to be a big deal, we have to start writing some of our own material. But I think a lot of them started with cover songs and then mixed it in, so... Oh, absolutely. Well, did you do any writing or anything like that? Do you do any of that kind of thing? Yeah, we had, uh, back in the day, we had written about six original songs that we were getting ready to put on, put on an album. And those, what is that process like? I'm fascinated by it because I just, it's it's so out of my talent list. How do you do that? I mean, it just does it just come to you or, or is it something you have to have a collaborative type of thing? A lot of it was collaborative. Some of it uh, I did myself, and then a gentleman by the name of Don Clegg uh, was also a lead singer and a guitar player in the band, and we collaborated on some things. And uh, The recording deal was so much different, was so much different then than it is now, because this was with all the petitions and microphone at every speaker, you know, it was... And then you just laid it down in two tracks. You did the music, and then you played it back through a monitor and laid down the voice. Wow. Yeah, and now it's it's just so involved. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's no incredible. auto tune then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be growing up today if you were in the same place you were back then? Would it be a different experience with things like YouTube and making an album? Really doesn't mean that much the way it used to. In fact, people just put out singles almost uh, entirely. You think it would have been a different experience oh, for you? It impacts it immensely. I, you know, we were lucky because the gentleman that recorded us, uh, his name was Howard Gale. He went on with Mercury Records and Capitol Records. Uh, he had a recording studio and said, you guys are ready, but we need some good original material. And we wrote songs like uh, our title song, Body, Mind, and Soul, uh, Last Days. You know, there were... There were a few of them. And well, now, if we want to hear that, can we find those on YouTube and that kind of thing? I wished I had the master tapes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dig those up or re-record them on the other. Well, let's talk about that great day when you walked into the restaurant, Ferraro's, and you did that. And that kind of became a whole other thing. You worked with Paul. How did the group come together, the Vegas Goodfellas, which are a fun group? Well, Paul and I uh, accepted a gig at a place called Lucio's. And uh, we started doing a Friday night jam session. And it was kind of interesting. Norm Clark here in town, on the day of our first show, and we weren't accomplished at all. You know, it was just a put-together band for that night to see how it went. We had a core band, then we'd have people sit in. And uh, after seeing it, Norm put it in the review journal that it's a must-see, that you should come and see these guys. And... But it gave us an opportunity that each night, each Friday night that we did it, there may be a different bass player. There may be a different guitar player, a different horn player. But it gave Paul and I an opportunity to observe all of the talent around town. And that's how we ended up with a band that was approximately eight years ago. Uh, it was in a February, so I think it was probably eight years this month. Yeah, wow. 
And that yeah, it is cool because in this type of town, you can find such great talent, right, if you're just patient. Everybody comes through here, or a lot of them do. Yeah. And a big deal with Norm was uh, when he put it in the paper, I showed up for the gig that night, and they had stanchions with red carpet. The place was full, and they were standing outside in February. Yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> no, it shows the power of what Norm Clark had here too yeah, at that time. Yeah. Really, and then you know the Review Journal is still an important place to be heard and you so bet. forth. Uh, no question. I understand uh, David Brenner, the late great comic, was really one of the guys that really encouraged you. He thought that uh, this group was really something. He came into Ferraro several times. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, He'd sit up in the back. It was so probably not to draw a lot of attention, but uh, he always made it a point to come down and put a $100 bill in the tip jar. Wow. And uh, the last time we saw him, he came down, he put $100 in the tip jar, and he said, you know, you guys bring back the feel of old Las Vegas. We were doing a lot of Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin material. And he said, we were dressed in black suits, red uh, tie, white shirt, and he said, and besides that, you guys look like a couple of Vegas Goodfellas, and thus the name. That's great. And, you know, there is I – st- I think there's still that desire for people. I mean, those guys are long gone. But, you know, the Sinatra, the Dean Martin, do you find that people, when they come here, you know, it's kind of the soundtrack to your visit? They love it. They still love it. And we do corporate events and so forth that – they might want all that type of music, and so, you know, that's what we give them. That's what's so great about the band is they're very versatile. In a few moments, you'll take an inside look at the world-famous Neon Museum. But time now for a luxury living Vegas style with Katie Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, which is seen on the DIY Network. Check your listings. Today's topic, more than just a routine offer. I have heard that when you get into these bidding wars and this type of thing, Sometimes it helps to actually write a letter to the person you're, you know, that's selling the house and how much you love it and how much you want to do all this great stuff to it. Is there truth to that or is that just a ridiculous uh, – and I mean ultimately money talks, but, you know. Hey, in a, in a, in a market that's that competitive, you, you bring out all the stops. Like you do, and I, I, I won't even tell you some of the, you know, kind of – negotiation tactics because I don't want to give them away but you you can get aggressive absolutely I've seen situations like that or a situation where this is not what I recommend uh, to sellers uh, well it depends but it, every situation is different so there are times where I've had a one-on-one conversation with the seller directly because they showed the property they are the, they're the ones that allowed me access so or the buyer will, or, you know, but you still have to keep it within the confines of ethical behavior. You can't negotiate. You can't, there's certain things that you can't do, but you can also impress it. You can express your enthusiasm and you can, you know, build rapport. That's, that's never a bad thing. So you have to keep it within the confines of, again, ethical behavior. But really, if, if, if my client loves a property, I'm pulling out all stops. I'm, I'm doing whatever I can as it relates to the agent, as it relates to just the offer itself. What, there are certain things you can do to strengthen an offer. Um, that's why a lender's important. Uh, oftentimes, I'll do, you know, when we're competing with cash offers, I have a lender that can close in less than 20 days. So I'm like, hey, you can still do a quicker close and stuff like that will strengthen the offer. Just, you know, so another week from a cash offer and you're getting X amount more, this offsets. So you know what I mean? So you can break it down for them. So there are certain things that you can do to to really strengthen an offer and make sure that you don't lose it. 
You can find out more about Gady at GadyRealEstate.com, spelled G-A-D-Y. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com We are the boy band. Your tween made you see We are the boy It's painful concert number three We are the boy You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 
150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Head to toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. You use Tearless Baby Shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen, even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Kent Foote, longtime Vegas entertainer that is the featured singer of the Vegas Goodfellas. So you've been around here a lot, and you like to look for these type of things. Any of the newcomers that are out here, the people like that you, boy, you're going to go out and see when they come in town. Oh, there's some good shows in town right now. The Bronx Wanderers, I understand, are... Outstanding, uh, Serpentine Fire. There's some really good bands in Las Vegas. You just have to monitor and find them. Yeah, well, I guess, again, a lot of musicians uh, love it here. Now, you've been here, you said, 20 years, is that right? Yes. You like living here? I mean, it seems like it really agrees with you. We like Las Vegas. We sold a business in Utah uh, about 20 years ago and decided we'd, we were looking for a warmer climate, so we came to, uh, to Las Vegas friend that was involved in the business came to Las Vegas and uh, our original plan was only to stay maybe for a few years but we fell in love and stayed well that's terrific we're glad you did now people can see you at the Rampart but you don't just play the Rampart right you play other places around town too yeah we we have a home base that's Siena Trattoria we're there every Thursday and we've been there for six years Uh, it's Fairly short, the hours are fairly short, but it keeps it keeps the activity alive. And then from that, the Rampart, the corporate gigs. Uh, I uh, got to work years ago on a Toys for Tots show that was at the Westgate. And what an honor to perform in the same place that Elvis performed. No question about it. You know, we always talk about that. It's a great event. We're, we've been talking about it for the last few years. We really enjoy it. If people want to see you, they can certainly always see you, regardless of what the schedule is. On Thursdays, then, where is that and Sienna, what time? Sienna Trattoria. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock. We end at 10. Uh, kind of in- interesting. We take one short break in the middle, and the whole night is music for that three hours. So. Oh, that's great. And the, and the 9500 90, West Sahara. 
Oh, perfect. Okay, not too far from uh, the Strip, right? And uh, certainly worth looking at. Ken, thanks a lot. And if people want to find out more about you, uh, what's your website? TheVegasGoodfellas.com. We will check that out, and we will check you out around town as well. Thanks for being with us, Kent. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. When you think of the city of Las Vegas, you probably think lights. Because at nighttime, the city looks like daylight. It's incredible. And now... In this day and age, you see a lot of uh, LEDs all up and down the street. But when you think of Vegas, particularly from the old movies and that kind of thing, you think neon. you got to go to the Neon Museum. It's an incredible place. And with us today to talk about it is Rob McCoy, the president and CEO of the Neon Museum. Rob, this is a really unique museum. I mean, it's nothing like I've ever seen. No, there's really not. And first of all, welcome to the Neon Museum and Boneyard. And congratulations on your show. Wish you nothing but the best. Um, as you know, Las Vegas is one-of-a-kind city, and so it only makes sense that we would have a one-of-a-kind museum. And this is the only museum of its kind in the world that showcases probably the great, iconic uh, neon art forms of the 20th century. There's no place like it. it. It's really something, and it's not the typical museum where you walk in and there's particular displays and so forth. You're walking outside, and you, you know you call it a boneyard. So kind of tell people what they expect to see, because I think it's going to really surprise them. Well, you know, we have over 600 artifacts in the collection. Uh, many of them are whole signs. Some of them are only parts of signs. Uh, but all of the great signs of the Las Vegas Strip from the 20th century, the sands, the Sahara, the Desert Inn, the dunes, uh, the Stardust, which was the largest freestanding sign ever on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, and then we have what we call the motel section. And a lot of people forget that we had a great motel row, not only on Fremont Street, but also on Las Vegas Boulevard. And then we have a number of businesses, uh, local businesses that are also represented. And we have two tours. So we have a daytime tour, <clears throat> excuse me, where you can kind of see the nuts and bolts of the signs, how they're constructed. Then we have... Uh, a totally different tour at nighttime where we showcase the lights and sort of the mystique and the design of the signs. Yeah, and it's really something to see, and it brings you back. And really for the person that wants to dig into that vintage Las Vegas, the real history of it, this is told by that. Like, for example, you're talking about the motels. Yeah, one time, while gambling's always been uh, the big draw, at the same time, this was a place where you went out and hung out by the pool and enjoyed the desert sun. Well, that's absolutely right, and a lot of the major hotels started that way. They were basically glorified motels that had these faults incredibly beautiful and creative fronts on them. Uh, you know, it wasn't until the late 50s and the 60s where we started going high-rise. So um, it's, it's, the city has changed a lot. Uh, we, we call it the Manhattanization of Las Vegas, and that's kind of where we're at right now. One thing we don't want to lose is the lore and sort of the romance of old Vegas. You know, I, I'm, I, I say constantly, we're the only city in the world that implodes its landmark buildings, but saves the signs. Well, thank God they do. This place is really interesting, and 
People don't just walk around here. They actually have docent-led tours, that kind of thing? Yes. Our primary tour is a docent-led tour. It's about an hour long, uh, both during the daytime and during the evening hours. We have, however, just opened up our um, satellite boneyard, our north boneyard, for self-guided tours between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, Routinely, our docent-led tours are sold out, and people will come to the museum. They're disappointed. Well, we can point them to the North Boneyard and say, hey, if you want to take a look-see, here you go. That's great. Now, you know, also, even in this part of Las Vegas Boulevard, it's just north of downtown – it seems to me that you have stuff even out on the street, which is really kind of cool. It kind of leads you right to uh, the museum, which is easy to find. Yes, that, that's part of our Scenic Byways program, and there is a, a plan in place that several of the iconic signs will be restored and placed in the center of Las Vegas Boulevard from Washington Avenue, just down the street from us, all the way to Sahara Avenue. And we currently have six six signs uh, in the center medium of Las Vegas Boulevard. And the most iconic sign of all is in the median right in front of our museum, and that's the Silver Slipper. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've seen any old films, you've seen that slipper. It's really incredible. Rob, now you, what I found interesting, just meeting you, you've got a long history with this town. You really do. My family came here in 1939, uh, so I was born and raised here. And uh, I I half-jokingly tell folks uh, that uh, the signs in our boneyard are like members of my family because I literally grew up with them and have very fond memories. And so this place is very special to me and my family. So it's kind of cool that now I'm running a museum like this. Well, yeah, and just for a second, kind of talk about the changes you've seen because you went from a place that was, you know— relatively small, you know, they, and it became a little bit of a tourist thing. Did you ever think you would see a place that now has two million people living here? Well, it's funny you should mention that because my family in 1939, when they arrived here, there were 7,000 people living in the Las Vegas Valley. There's now upwards, depending on who you want to believe, about two and a half million. When I graduated from high school locally, a lot of my contemporaries went away to college, as did I. I came back. A lot of them didn't. And I've stayed in touch with some of them, and they have said, Rob, do you ever regret not leaving Las Vegas like we did? And I go, are you kidding me? I said, I have been a witness to history, because there will never be another city created like this ever again in the United States. More from Rob McCoy, President and CEO of the Neon Museum, in a moment. Time now to talk with Brett Mealy of Pawn Stars and Art Encounter. Today, Brett talks about things to remember when purchasing art. So let's say I come to you and I say, Brett, I want to do some um, purchases in the world of art and so forth. I have X amount of dollars. As I'm setting up my budgeting, though, isn't it important? It's just not what the price of that particular piece is going to be. But there's other things, right, like insurance and so forth. What do you need to do to set up really really an intelligent budget so you're going into this thing with your eyes open? Well, the problem I've run into with a lot of collectors is they they have a budget and they try to to cheat the budget a little bit by buying from sources that are a little bit sketchy. And hey, I got a great deal on this Picasso. Well, by the time you get done, you know, vetting it, authenticating it, doing the due diligence that you need to do to make sure that that uh, you know, that piece that you bought at a discounted price is exactly what it was purported to be, you end up paying more than you would, you know, through you know a gallery like Art Encounter or another reputable gallery. So you have to keep that in mind. But yes, you do have to you do have to uh, keep in mind other factors. 
the, the, the insurance, the, the framing, the presentation is all very important. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we will try to advise you in clients here at Art Encounter. Don't forget to check out Brett's incredible gallery in Vegas. It's called Art Encounter. You can find them online. And if you call them and mention Vegas Never Sleeps, they'll send the limo out to your hotel to pick you up. People ask me all the time about the good old days in Las Vegas. You know, when you could stay for less and your money went a long way? Well, guess what? I got the way you can do that right now. Stay at the Orleans Hotel. It's a great place. Believe it or not, they have free parking, which is almost unheard of these days. Lower resort fees. You got to find out more. Make a reservation at orleanscasino.com. That's orleanscasino.com. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to getthetea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. Getthetea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best naturally. All you have to do is log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Changing America's health one tea bag at a time. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Tim is Tim Jennison, a well-to-do Texas inventor with no background in art. Yet he became obsessed with finding out how the Dutch painter Johannes Vermeer managed to convey a sense of light so authentically. And who better to direct and host this fascinating documentary about Tim's search for the magic of Vermeer's painting than Mr. Magic himself, Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller fame. In Tim's Vermeer, the cameras follow the increasingly fixated Jennison as he embarks on 10 years of research, gradually unlocking the apparent secret of Vermeer's success. The film plays like a really good suspense-ridden detective story. We follow his journey one step at a time through false leads and setbacks, refusing to accept easy answers until the inventor has satisfied his theory. He even goes so far as to construct an exact duplicate to the last detail of Vermeer's studio in Delft. 
we end up with a whale of a mystery story about two geniuses forging through the worlds of art, technology, math, obsession, and beauty. And what we really want to know is, did Vermeer cheat when he painted the music lesson? And even if he did, is it any the less art? Or were the artist's vision and technological skills perhaps all the more remarkable? Tim's Vermeer, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. You hear it every time you finish a meal and never feel anything. But if we were able to associate this sound with a new stimulus... Save the food! We've achieved pulling a natural response from you. Save the food! Why are we doing this, you may ask? Save the food! Because this ad is trying to change your after-meal behaviour through brainwashing. Because food waste costs the average family $1,500 a year. Save the food! Cha-ching! And $1,500 extra bucks is like getting a pay raise. Save the food! Cha-ching! You're promoted! Which could pay for your child's braces. Save the food! Cha-ching! You're promoted! Check out my braces! So, when you hear this sound... Rethink your behaviour. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to the executive director of the Atomic Museum, Michael Hall, which is located just a few blocks from the Strip. Some of the folks that were involved in this thing back in those days come by and visit. I mean, is this something – do you enjoy having them here, and do they get kind of a kick out of see what – how you've recreated this entire era of, of ours? Absolutely, and that goes to the passion I spoke of that really is inherent in this place. We have actually many tour guides and uh, helpers, volunteers at our museum that actually worked at the test sites. Some of them worked at Area 51, and they have wonderful stories that the visitors enjoy. And what a lot of people don't realize is the test site was not just about, you know, testing nuclear weapons. It brought a lot of jobs to Las Vegas that helped build infrastructures and schools and sewers and things that allowed Las Vegas to grow and be acceptable to the, the bigger casinos that came later. And today we, you know, there's a great deal of retired individuals in this community that are former employees of the test site. And we're into second, third generation professional people now working uh, in Las Vegas who attribute, uh, you know, their reason for being here because their, their father or mother or their grandmother had brought, you know, the family here years ago when the test site was so active. Your location, a great one because it's not far off from uh, the Strip and that kind of thing. It's, pretty, it's a pretty easy drive and there is parking here, which is really advantageous in this town. There's good parking and I'm surprised how many people actually walk down here from the Strip. It's, it's uh, uh, not that bad of a walk, maybe not in this summer heat, but we have a, a lot of out-of-town visitors which we welcome and a lot of local visitors. And as uh, you saw today when you toured our museum, we have a lot of school groups that come through and that's a big uh, 
focus to us is education and providing a story to the many school groups that visit us. Well, Michael, we'll be coming back as the years go on. But for now, if people want to find out more about the museum, let's tell them where to go on the web. What do they look for? If you if you just type in National Atomic Testing Museum, you can Google it right to the web. And uh, your hours, what, what, when can people come and visit? We are open every day from 10. You want to get here by 5 to, to see the museum. Uh, on Sunday, it's uh, 12 to 5. Thanks, Michael. Really appreciate your time. And uh, this is just a wonderful place. We'll be out to see it. We hope you come and visit. You ever read the book Portnoy's Complaint? Well, there's a Portnoy in Las Vegas, and you won't have any complaints there. Some incredible artwork from the world of sports, entertainment, you name it, he can do it. Neil, what will people see when they visit the gallery? Well, the the first word they're going to say, like everyone else, when they walk into the gallery is, wow. Um, I work with Magic Marcus. Look, people, if you smell those things for 10 minutes, you'll be just like me. Very, very unique and different. I don't paint. You put a paintbrush in my hand, I'm useless. But I, in the 45 years I've been doing this nationwide, I've illustrated some of the nation's top athletes, entertainers. I've done pet portraits, limited edition collectibles, raised money for uh, national charities through the sale of my commemorative lithograph program. Listen, you're going to come here expecting to be here 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to kick you out two and a half hours later. Well, in the meantime, then, if people want to see it before they come out here, where are you on the web? Uh, www.idrawpeople.com. Uh, you can go to Portnoy Gallery. You can go to Facebook, which has Portnoy Gallery, Neil, N-E-A-L. My mother could never decide which came first, the E or the I. Neil Portnoy, uh, Portnoy Gallery, Instagram, at Neil Portnoy on Twitter. Listen, I'm all over the place, which is probably in Vegas a very good thing. And it's well worth your time. Thanks, Neil. Time now for your Vegas Insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discussing why some production shows on the Strip fail. Parisa Bruta or whatever. Oh, I know. It had all this big hype. It was over at the Excalibur, and it's gone. And uh, you were kind of saying that just because you've got... What I read from you is just because kind of you've got good PR and you're pumping up doesn't mean you can be successful. Yeah, let me help with the pronunciation. It's uh, it's actually might be Spanish. It's fuerza bruta, and it means uh, brute force in Spanish, which is indicative of one of the many problems that this show had. Uh, just a horrible, unmemorable name. All due respect to Spanish uh, speakers, but uh, it, 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 so much of putting on a show now has to do with marketing. It has to do with awareness in a very crowded, competitive entertainment marketplace. Vegas has, you know, there's multiple shows at each place. So to stand out, you really got to figure out how to be memorable. Uh, it did get good word, word of mouth. It got great reviews from the people that I talked to, but their marketing, they just didn't have the budget there. Uh, they weren't really committed to it from what it sounds like. It had been super successful elsewhere, uh, which is one of the biggest traps in Las Vegas entertainment is just because something is successful somewhere else, you're going to bring it to Vegas and it's just you're going to start raking in money. I mean, entire music festivals have had that philosophy. There was Rock in Rio. 
disaster, financial disaster. It, they were relying on the name of Rock and Rio. Apparently, this was relying on this name because it had been popular elsewhere. It just fell through. The economics of Vegas Entertainment right now are very interesting and very challenging to open a show. There's another show at the Stratosphere. Uh, I, I think you mentioned this was in a tent. Um, the, the, that's a cost savings measure. They basically are doing, uh, it's called four walling, which is just renting space from a casino. And in this case, putting up a tent because the production costs are so much lower. Uh, that doesn't help when it's still kind of a big, over-the-top production, like Fuerza Bruta Bruto was. Same thing with this show, Celestia. It's hard to know what they're going to do because you've got a big cast, you've got a, a lot of costs, and you, you have to raise that awareness, and it's very, very expensive. So um, we've talked about Opium. Opium and the Cosmo, another sort of expensive show, but they have deep pockets. That's uh, Spiegel World. They do, they do absence. So that flow of, of revenue gives them time to grow the show and grow word of mouth. Whereas the Bruda, 30 days, done. They had a six-month, they were supposed to do a six-month run. A lot of these shows, you just see them churning through at these venues at Paris. They've probably had four or five shows, just all of them. Some of them very good, some of them horrible. Um, and but but they're just they're coming and they're going because it's a very tough competitive market. And Fuerza Bruta, I think the Bruta might also stand for brutal because they were. They were selling a fraction of their of their uh, capacity, and they just couldn't survive. Make sure to check out Scott's blog, VitalVegas.com, every day for updates on the ever-changing news of Las Vegas. Well, thanks for listening. Next week, you'll meet Kent Foote, the lead singer of the Las Vegas Goodfellas, and take a trip to the wonderful Neon Museum. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Mangy reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Las Vegas, here we go! The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.